Welcome to Has It Come To This, Series 1, Episode 1, the podcast with me, comedian David Alfie Wall, and my friend, big man like Kent, and we have to sit down each week and we think, has it come to this? Has it come to this? The stuff we talk about has made me think to myself, has it really come to this? So I think the podcast name is very suited to what we talk about. So yeah, thank you for any returning listeners that have, that have shipped over from uh, David Alfie board. Um, any new listeners, which we, which we might get. Uh, just going to explain. I'm David Alfie Ward, um, a c- comedian, London boy, just fi- just a lad. I'm just like you know, just I'm the biggest geezer you probably know. Actually. Well, not like in in stature, in stature but yeah, like just like I'm just just good, good oh, personality. Just good personality. Good personality. <laughs> I remember when I was in school and I used to like pass notes to the girls I fancy, and they'd be like, fill out this questionnaire. Uh, looks. Hang on, you uh, used to pass a note saying. Fill out yeah, this yeah, questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, do you like me? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's like that. Yeah. That's like the old paper. What's the old paper things you should do? Oh, yeah. What, pick, what are they called? I ain't got a clue, man. Um, and we should we just say we got we got Alex on Alex producer Alex on the uh, pre- hello hello. <laughs> Can I say before we get started, I just need to say a big thank you to Jason, aka J Wins, aka Rock D, for making our intro track for us, man. Like I love that intro that we got. It's man. great. It's it's like, really good. Like he, he took his time with it, but like he, he proper made it good. He was really wanting to get a perfect job, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, Jason. Um, big big up, Jason. So what have you been up to anyway, Ken? I mean, I've been really busy. I, to be honest. I missed doing a podcast last week. I actually thought to myself, my week doesn't feel complete without having a little chat, you know? So it's been... You know, chat, chat to your missus, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I see that what you put on Instagram where she didn't know the words, the Fresh Prince of LA. Exactly. I mean... She's a, she's a very white Norfolk girl. Bro, like that's, bro. That's, listen, the Fresh I mean? Prince of LA, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter who you are, what country you're from, you know Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like it's a staple. Could you do it right thread. now? Do it now. I can do, do it. Do it right, it right now. now. What the whole thing? Yeah. But hang on. Can I even say, with it? Because some people don't know what I'm talking about. But like, you do understand? She got confused, and instead of b-ball, she thought he said meatball. Wait, what is meatball, bro? That's what she thought he said. That sounds like some kind of sexual innuendo. Well, uh, no, there is definitely no meatballs in b-ball. In the back of the school, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Do you know the Do you know the theme to Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah. Do yeah. you know what? I reckon Alex uh, is probably the one person uh, that has never seen it. I've seen clips on YouTube, bro. Have you never I've seen you, clips on YouTube? You've never watched the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Guys, watch compilations of it. He gets emotional about his dad or something. No. <laughs> Gee, okay, very important pivotal scene, but like, <laughs> so that's a hard no. Anyway. Yeah, but I know the first bit of the rap. Go on then. In West Philadelphia. That's not the first part. Oh, I don't know. Is that the first part? That's the main part, but he says, now this is a story all about how, how my, life got, my life got flipped up upside down. Oh. Well, but yeah. yeah, anyway, carry on. I'll learn it the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll recite it next week. Other, other than like ripping your missus for not knowing now, what you been up to? I've been, I've been really busy, mate. So I finished the kitchen, which everyone knows. Finished kitchen. I now started the bathroom. Well, I've ripped out the bathroom. It had a little leak. So I've ripped like, it right, out. I'll take that out. When I took it out, I broke a tile. So I'm like, fuck it, take it off. Then I took the whole wall off. So that's what it, this is. When you don't come here to do your podcast, you start ripping shit out. I'll put a picture 
on in, on our Instagram. By the way, we've got a new Instagram account. We have got a new Instagram account. Yeah, has it has it podcast? If, has if, it podcast? If no one's uh, following it yet, yeah, follow it. It's on yeah. Instagram, and um, we'll post there about episodes and stuff like that, and maybe even like because we're called the Studio Cabin Fever Productions because. Basically, we're in a cabin. Yeah. And um, we might just put it under that whole kind of cabin fever because we might start doing other podcasts and I'm going to start doing other podcasts as well in terms of like you know, maybe interviewing comedians and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's all fun. It's all fun and games. What have I, I've been quite busy for me anyway. For that, me in that, lockdown. For you to be busy is a great thing. Well, that means I've done like three things. You ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. I've done like four days. Work know, out that is yeah. like I'm like I'm off. I'm off the scale. Busy right now. I can't. I can't even think. Um, I, well, I had a gig last Friday that got cancelled because the the promoter got corona. <gasps> Fucking yeah. Hell, man. And I was like, I just. I mean, I was really looking forward to it. Tickets were selling. I was yeah, a headline yeah. act. It was like it looked like it was. I seen pictures of the week before. So it looked like it was a nice gig, and I was like really kind of wanted to do that. And then it got cancelled. And then he was like, oh, but I'll give you this gig on Sunday instead in a strip club if you want. <laughs> and I was like, yes, but yes, I don't know. Yes. I actually, no, no. Because I've done strip club gigs before and they're not very nice. I mean, I, right? don't, see the, I don't see the correlation, to be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's just there's a stage. Yeah, but I can't see someone that's going, right, mate. Oh, my lads, let's go to the strip club. He's going to be interested in watching a guy chat shit on stage. Well, that's exactly it. But I, you know what? It, it, it did all right. I did all right. It was weird. It was a it was a it was a club called Sugar and Spice in Norwich, and I actually thought it was a curry house at first. I thought maybe I'd get <laughs> nice little vindaloo, maybe you know, because I've done curry and curry house gigs before, and they're good because they feed you and you're like yeah. great. So I was like Sugar and Spice. That great. makes sense. Yeah, and I turned up and it was yeah, it was the strip club. Um, Are you sure you just didn't go to the strip club? I don't. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't like strip clubs. All right. I don't see the point of going to pay 80 quid plus to get myself sexually is, is frustrated. How, as how much? Well, for like a private dance. Yeah. Right, I've never been to a strip club before. That's a lie. I know that's I a lie. Fucking 100%. I know that's a lie because you've told me a story about you. What story have I told you? Think about when you Go was on. on, um, Go on. When you was doing your thing. What thing? You're doing your thing and the thing. Educate the thing. What's the thing? Well, your service, your community service. My community service? Was in, you was working. Community service? Yeah. I was in a me, strip club. There was a strip, you went to a strip club there or something? Right, no. How about the guy who was the head doorman for a strip club was my probation officer? Right. That's as close as it and got you to a strip club, you didn't mate. go there? Why the fuck? How the Just fuck would I go there? there? Yeah, let's uh, I'll tell you what. You've been a criminal. You've done some wrong. Go do community service in the strip club. I mean... That might be your Imagine world, looking, at, looking at titties and bum bum all night and then not being able to do anything because you're on community service. That is punishment. Well, that is, <laughs> for some, that is definitely punishment. <laughs> but no, I've never been to a strip club. I tell you what, I, the one time I went to a strip club called Sugar and Spice was when I had to get vodka for the bar I was working oh, at. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut. And it was before it opened, so there was nothing happening. Well, I got there, it's Sugar and Spice, and it was like, the the stage is in the middle of the the place and it was like people were sitting all around the stage in like in the round a 360 stage right there was two poles either side of me right i was thinking some girls had their booty crack <laughs> wedged in between this pole at some point you know in the in, in the distant in the near past yeah. even the distant past but i was like i was loving it i, I mean I, Hang I on, did, did they so did they bring you out between performances no there was no there was just comedy because Actually, with Corona, the guy was telling me that owned it that stripping is illegal at the moment. What? Yeah, you can only go down to your your their underwear. <laughs> Why? You know I mean? 
So yeah, do you know what I mean? Just walk around the underwear part of Debenhams if you want that. That's what I would do. <laughs> All the mannequins. <laughs> just... so, so, they, so they can't have, obviously I can understand private dancing not being a thing, but they can't uh, well, touch people on stage. If the girl's on stage. No, you can't get a private dance. You have to be two meters away. So <laughs> I, 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 you can't get out. Because apparently Corona lives in a vagina. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they get naked and they like open their legs and stuff like that, spin around, <laughs> bare Corona everywhere. That's what I've heard. I don't, like I, st- I don't know if that's science, <laughs> but that's what I've heard. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't bullshit. I don't make things up. I mean, this is Norwich. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's possible. Right. <laughs> but you know, I did, I did, I did okay. Actually. Uh, producer Alex was there. Producer Alex is also a comedian and he was on just after me. And yeah, um, it was, it was just a weird gig. And I mean, I am really missing going back to stand up because I think it's quite like the, the, the government run this campaign recently, like where it was aiming basically at performers, of, you know, retrain. Um, and, and I think a lot of people say to me, cause I'm out of work pretty much with stand up. They say, Oh yeah, but you know, like, get a job in like Tesco and all that is, which is great, but it's not just the financial aspect that I am missing. Mm. Stand up is so much more than just financial, uh, a financial gain to me. Yeah, It's, it's a release. It fills me with endorphins. It fills me with, with just, just, a need a want in life yeah and it's not just picking up a paycheck and it's you know and I got a little buzz of that I got a little taste of that although it was a strip club gig and it wasn't what I'm used to it was nice just to be able to talk and have people listen and laugh but have you not thought about just setting up your own thing it's just so hard at the moment with social distancing audience. Why? How many venues are struggling to get people in, in the doors and that? I mean, like- I just, I, I'm not a promoter. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, but it is hard. A lot of venues are struggling to do that, you know? So well, we will talk about that next week, actually. We'll, we'll get Alex mic'd up maybe next week. Uh, and we'll talk to about that, about stand up, And cause Alex is more, is a promoter as well as a stand up, So he'd be better off, but probably not for shouting a whole conversation. Over. <laughs> um, the, the other things I've been busy. I um I took up a coaching role um with a girls football team. I'm silent right now because two things. How? Why? And how? Okay. Well, uh, this is just a it's a voluntary role. Right. Um and how old are these girls? Eight to eleven. I, oh, so they're little, 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 like, little, little girls. Kids. Why does everyone keep saying that to me? Because I'm just trying everyone, to distinguish no, no. between the professionalism of these female That's footballers. I, everyone seems to think that I'm like taking up a coaching of adult women and I want to fuck them. That's, I swear to God, like well, the fifth David, person that's alluded you to that. set that kind of precedent no, with your no, mannerisms. I'm, not, I'm a very humble, I'm a, I'm a man of the Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, well, no, I, I was looking for some voluntary stuff to do. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people know this about me, but a handful of people do that I I did or tried to do as much for the homeless as I could. When I was down in London, uh, I was I was uh, volunteering at a place called Branches in Walthamstow. And I used to drive, at Christmas last year, I drove around picking up clothes donations, uh, making food parcels with with, a, with another friend and just delivering them to the homeless mm-hmm. and just chatting. And, and even I brought that up here. So I started doing... Um, there's something called the Norwich uh, Soup Kitchen Movement. Yeah. And they they do feed the homeless outside YMCA by the bus station. And I was volunteering there. Yeah. And then lockdown happened and I got quite close to a homeless guy called Robert. Not close, but we would chat every week yeah, yeah. or when I had the time to do it. And then I was getting really worried about Robert and it was taking a lot. It was taxing on me. So I, <laughs> I just need a bit of time off from doing 
really hardcore volunteering, if you know what I mean. But I still want to use my time to give something. So yeah. this this opportunity came on uh, coaching young girls. And um, and I was like, Do you know what? I, I, I like to think I know a lot about football. And, and you uh, realize you know nothing. Oh, well, no, I got I, I did my first one on Saturday and it was just like, I was trying to teach them that you've got to use both feet. From a very early age, you need to learn to use both feet. Right. And there was a, a girl there that was, that was quite good. For, for legal reasons, I can't say her name, so we'll call her Darren. And Darren was really good. Uh, and I was like, come on, girls, you've got to look at Darren because Darren's doing a really good job using her left foot. Turns right. out Darren was left-footed. Her mum told me at the oh, end okay. of the day. So I was like, <laughs> giving Darren bare praise. Like, look, she can use her left foot. Um, it was a bit rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, at that age, don't you, don't you think it's going to be more dealing with the parents than it would be the children? I, I, I don't know. I don't know about don't, that. Parents get, at that age, parents are like really precious. That's the age where the child's obviously showing interest in something where they're like, okay, you can, you could be something. You could be a superstar. Football's one of those crazed sports that, you know, if, if your, your child plays football, you're like, wow, you could be the next great big thing. And don't you set those parents that kick off on the sidelines? I, I think it would be more like that if it was boys I was coaching. You reckon? I think so. Yeah. Because it just seemed like, I, I got the impression from the parents on the sideline, it was just like, their daughters said they want to play football and it all won't last. So you like, know, it was like, oh yeah, do fuck what you, off, yeah. Fuck off, go on the do, field. Do, do, I'm going to have yeah. a cup of tea with the girls and, and catch up. You, you crack on Where that, well I done. I think a lot of men will look at their sons and maybe want to achieve their dreams through yeah, their through sons. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and and they'll force their kid more into football and more be more critical of what their, their kid's doing if they're not, you know, it, because everyone thinks they're a coach. And I'm about to find out if I can actually coach. I don't know. It's my first week, so, so it'll be when, every so Saturday when you have, morning. When do you have your... Do you, were they, are they doing games at that they're, age? Not, not yet. So it's uh, it's a very new setup. So they're just getting girls into football at the moment and then they'll sure. be doing games. Um, and then I've got, a, I've got a little job, paid job, Nice. Monday evenings, uh, referee in five-a-side football. You're proper like I, I've, I've been trying to just, I'm just trying to keep myself busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to referee. I've never refereed before as well, but I'll just referee how I played it. Do you know what I mean? Everything goes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, I, I want to see more two-fit tackles. I could, I can <laughs> see this ending badly. Like, <laughs> no, but like ref, he's got a broken leg. I'm like, big, get up. Big, big question, big question as a ref. A ref has to be able to run around quite a bit. Not on five side, you stand in the middle. Really? You stand at the side in the middle. See, I'm not a football guy. Like, I just thought you... Yeah, no, no, no. I would, they, mate, if there was running involved, I ain't, ain't put... Yeah, I was about to you say, you're not about me, that life, mate. Pay me £50 <laughs> a minute. I ain't running for shit. <laughs> You'd be like, ref, do you see that? No, I couldn't I couldn't keep up, mate. Yeah, no, that's that would be terrible. Um, yeah, so, yeah, busy week. And then I've been doing a, I've been doing an online course as well. Jesus, so you on. have really fucking upped your levels a little bit. I like to take credit for that you know yeah you're seeing what can be possible when you pull your finger out your asshole. well i um i got the opportunity of getting a, a course funded for mental health first aid where uh, about suicide awareness so i'm doing that and i have to take nice. exams online and so it's like open university kind nice. of thing um and i just want to go into i want to have the qualifications to go into workplaces and and talk about suicide awareness and and how to prevent it so um just yeah just being busy and then this bastard last night messaged me you know what he said he said, "Oh, um, so I've got I've got a spin bike here in 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 the studio behind the camera, and um, I was doing a Peloton thing uh, during lockdown because they gave three months free, yeah. And I was like, and then my three months free run out, and I ain't use the bike really because I can't, I ain't got no instructor. I can't do it on my own. Yeah, 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 lazy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
And then Kent last night messaged me. He's like, oh, I just renewed my life insurance. And they gave me six months free Peloton membership. I've set you up for you. Here's the password. I can see what you've been doing and how much you've been doing it. And I'm like, seething through a smile. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I count the Billy's a motherfucker, mate. <laughs> That's it. You can't chat shit no more. Yeah. You got six months. You know when that runs out? April 2021. Six months. You got to use that bike at least twice a week. I mean, it's bang what's, out of order. Like, what's your password? My password? What's the password I set for it? Oh, 10% is better than 0% or something exactly. like that. Exactly. And I was like, it's, that's such a little subtle little, little dig. Motivational. Oh, fuck off. Subtle little dig. Because I know your lazy ass won't get on that bike. So it's better you do 10% of shit than 0% of shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't know. Do we have a question? Yeah. Um, Jimmy Ward says, are there more people in the UK or toilets in the UK? More toilets. Do you think? Hands down, more toilets. Look, how many what's households? The, what, what, average household? What's the UK population? Oh, I ain't got a clue. That's an Alex job. Uh, 60 million. 60 million. I love how he just knows that. He's not even looked on Google. He's just like, 60 million? You know, last time I checked. 60 million. There's definitely got to be because let's say the average household. 67. 67 million. So well, you just, you got to cut. people. That's the most Tory thing. You've just cut 7 million people. Bang, you're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely think there's more toilets. 100% more toilets. It because... should be 60 million. I want to clap. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Too many people. Um, right. And then you think, so, but every house, how many people live in a house? And there's one toilet, maybe two. No, I think a lot of people will have a, you know, uh, a two bed, two bed to three bed house. Right. You know, average family. Average. Right. Average family that has a two bed will have maybe an ensuite. I mean, you're sharing some privilege here. I don't want to say how many I've got. This, I, no, I've been to your house. I know you've got a lot of toilets. Yeah. Weirdly, why have I been to every toilet in your house? I don't know. I don't know, because two of them are <laughs> upstairs. Yeah, you gave me a little tour, didn't it? <laughs> um, and um, I don't know. And you think with sports arenas and stadiums, how many toilets in a stadium? Oh, yeah, I'm not even factoring yeah, that. Yeah. Bro, there's definitely, I reckon there's probably, what do you say? 60, I think it's closer than you think, though. Do, is it 60 million, yeah? 67 million. 67 million people, I reckon we're in the high 70s for toilets. 70 million toilets in the UK. Maybe. If we're talking about stadiums and... Okay, now stadiums only got to be what? Stadiums Five to every 1,000? Okay. Fuck knows. Hang on. In 2018, there were 4,486 toilets run by major councils. So, so that's a public outdoor public toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that no one uses. So what do you reckon? Do you, do you reckon it's more than, more than 60, 67 or, or less? I think there's more toilets than people. You think there's more? But there's no way of finding out. Isn't he's googling it now? There's no two and a half baths per houses um, in the UK. Right. How many houses? <laughs> oh my god, he's doing the maths. <laughs> well, go for another question. Right, whilst he yeah, works yeah, it right, out. Okay. They're twenty-five million. Oh god, you're not. You're close. It's a, there are about sixty million toilets. Give, give or take. So there are just more people, or seven yeah, million. It's, it's close. Oh, fair enough. There it's you go. Close. There, All right, well, there you go, enough. Jimmy. Thank you. Thanks for the <laughs> Evie Farnham says, Would you rather go to work naked for a day or eat boiled mushrooms exclusively for an entire month? Wake, what say first be again? You have to go to work naked for a day. Yeah. Completely naked. Yeah. Or eat boiled mushrooms exclusively for a month. Just boiled mushrooms. That's it. I think if you get boiled mushrooms for a month. 
you would be happy to walk around naked afterwards because you'd be skinny as fuck. I hate mushrooms. I I don't like mushrooms. I can't either. even be in the kitchen when they're being cooked. Really? I don't yeah. I don't like mushrooms at all. So it would be a struggle, but I would just go work naked for a day. Yeah. <laughs> I own my own business. No PT today, sorry. No, 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 I'm no. Just... You have the PT people. <laughs> PT yeah, in, yeah. in the nut. Yeah, in a nut. And then like and people are asking you, like, oh, show me how to do that squat thrust. <laughs> <laughs> do some burpees for me. <laughs> but yeah, I'd go so I'll just go work naked. Fuck it. You only live once, right? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Trudy wants to know. And Trudy sent this question in early before I even took questions, like last week, said to me, right. I've got a question for your next podcast. I said, Oh, what do you want? She said, How many types of vaginas do you think there are? Five. I said ten. Nah, it's five. I mean, I did say to Trudy at first, I was like, uh, you can't really, I mean, we're two men talking about the, the female genitalia, but then apparently she was like, well, you're two straight men, so you've seen more vaginas than maybe a straight woman. Yeah, yeah true. Um, well, so I there was a, an artist in Brighton, I remember watching this on TV one time, who his art was basically making molds of different vaginas and he had one big art wall type thing with all these different vaginas. And it was like one of these things where it was everyone was so different, kind of thing. Do you think everybody's got a unique vagina? But I think in in general, you got inny and outy. They're not. They're not fucking belly buttons. <laughs> Do you know why not? Yeah. You well, you should know. I, I, Come on, I've, David. I've seen. I've, I've been. I've been with like four women in my life. You've yeah. been with four women. In those four women, they Do had want, different vulvas. Do you want the actual answer? Yeah. There's five different types of vaginas. Bang! Told you. Number one. I don't know how scientific this is. Miss Barbie, this is the least common shape. The wax is a scene. Oh, so it's a waxer. Oh, okay. Right. Brazilian. Let me, let me see. Let me. Do you want to come on? You want to look at the vaginas? I want to see the vaginas, yeah. But it doesn't actually show. It's, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like a little tucked in, neat little neat, line. Uh, yeah, smooth. Yeah. Looks I mean, like a Barbie doll. I, I was with a girl recently yeah. who had like the most wonderful vagina. <laughs> Miss Puffs. Uh, Miss Puffs. It's similar to Miss Barbie, but the lips of the vagina sit lower on the pubic bone. Right. Got right. I make everything sexy. Damn. There's Miss Curtains. Oh. <laughs> Miss Curtains. Oh, she got, said. she got, but, but, you know, do you know what? All vaginas are lovely. Let me just say that for the podcast. All vaginas, if you're a female listening to this, your vagina is lovely. Wonderful. Appreciate Perfect. the vagina. There's a horseshoe. Okay, a stop horseshoe, now. I don't yeah. want to know about the no, no. horse. A shoe. horseshoe vagina. I take that what I just said about all vaginas being lovely. If you've got a horseshoe vagina, I'm not having it. Nay. No. <laughs> There's a tulip. Tulip sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty little flower, isn't it? Yeah. Tulip. And in conclusion, Mel says, your vagina is perfect. It's just like a curtain. You wouldn't hate your house if you had, if it had ugly curtains. Spit. But you can change your curtains in your house. Oh, don't say that. Because now women are, you know. Well, so to be honest, it's more blinds now these days anyway. So just, just for the record. Yeah, yeah it's just true. Just for the record. Blinds are out there. I was right. And the only reason I'm right is because I watched a program about man, a man who made different vaginas. So, well, there you go. I thought ten. There you go. I, I doubled it. I, you know, and I've been around the block. You have four, four women, as four as I said. Times. I'm a man of the Lord. I'm a man of the Lord. There's nine types of vagina. There you go. I was right. How the can fuck we stop talking about vaginas? Yeah, so, but how do you go from five to nine? You need to update your information search, mate. I'm just using Google. Yeah, Google's not helping me. The first one, the one <laughs> on top is always the right one. Um, Katie says, what's the, what's, what set of things would you buy at a supermarket to make the checkout person feel uncomfortable? To make the checkout? Well, it, from a supermarket. Mm. 
I don't know, it's kind of hard. Unless you're in Audi or Lidl where they have some random shit in the middle aisles. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, I suppose I would just be naked buying boiled mushrooms. No, so. what would be, I, I think what would be good is if you put something that doesn't belong in the shop. So if you did go in there and then you threw a couple of dildos on there or you threw something that like, you know, a human sex doll. It's easy to say, like, go, go smutty in it. It's easy to go, I'd pick up the biggest fucking cucumber and a bottle of KY jelly you know because it's, it's, it's very easy to say and yeah. I suppose yeah. because that's the answer really I don't yeah. I can't really think of anything that would you know um I don't know what's pineapple and pizza tin of pineapple and a frozen pizza that would make me feel uncomfortable no. why no, I'm not, no, I'm not no, one no. of those guys just buy lots of the same thing no because then you look like that no because then they decide you can then have four items COVID. No. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> buy it like a, a whole the whole conveyor belt full of just the one thing. Bacon. And then bacon. And then say you're a vegetarian or something. <laughs> that would make someone feel uncomfortable. If you just bought like meat, just just bacon or whatever. Bro, have you seen some of the people that shop in Audi? Yeah. And Lidl. They're used to the crazies, man. I don't think that would even shock I think, I don't even think that would shock them. Then people throw put, throw if, stuff too fast. If you put the whole thing on, yeah, that's true. I do miss I do miss someone packing my bag, you know. Yeah, no, no. What like that never happened. Bro, that's what I'm saying. That never happened here. That's an American thing. No, mate. They used to go to Sainsbury's, right? And they'll say, Would you like me to pack your bag for you? Yes, please. Thank you very much. No way. One thousand percent. They just do it because you're, you're big and you're intimidating. Young, no, you're too young, that's why. That's what I'm showing my age. Back in the day, they used to fucking... Bro, Sainsbury's back in the day used to have people stand at the back of the till and pack your bags for you. They were backpacker people. They have these things in the States where uh, they, they spin around. So they open the bags and they fill it up, spin it around, and all the bags are already open. It's like on a spinner. Really? Yeah, so they just fucking put it in. Nah, it's see, just bare plastic. Now you just pick up a phone and order your shopping. Bare plastic, bare racism in America. That's all I'm saying. Do you know yeah, yeah, bring back the backpackers. But uh, <laughs> Eric Roop, talking to Americans, Eric Roop is American. Um, and he said, is an Irish goodbye the best kind of goodbye? Now, an Irish goodbye is when you leave like a party without saying goodbye to anybody, you just sneak out or whatever. Whatever, you're, in a, you're at a, 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 a social gathering. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck it, I want to go home. And you just... S out. Yeah. Is that the best way to leave a party? Depends on how your friends will feel about you leaving without saying anything, whether they'll worry or not. I would say yes, personally. Because then you ain't got to do the whole, so especially if it's one of those parties that your missus takes you to. You don't really give a fuck about most of the people there, and you're just there saying, "Hey, you know, small talk." I'd rather go. Just yeah, leave. Just leave. Because then you're saying bye to this one. You say, "Oh, miss, babe, we're gonna go now." Yeah, all right. I'll say bye. One hour later, you're like, "We're we gonna fucking go or not?" Then you look like the asshole because you're dragging her out by her hair, going, "Come on, we're going home." It's not right. I hate it? those long goodbyes. Oh, why are you going? Why? Why are you going? Stay, one more drink. I'm one going. Day. I'm one going because day. I can't suffer you anymore you insufferable dickhead you know and you shouldn't talk to your sisters like that but that's how I feel do you <laughs> know <what> I mean <laughs> honestly I think just literally be like see you later and then just text I've gone yeah just just a little I've gone I've gone just like yeah. no one uses doorbells anymore do they they're like just no. outside it's whatsapp isn't it I'm outside I remember I came to yours for a barbecue and I was like I could see you through the house like through the <laughs> in the garden I was like <laughs> 
I ain't ringing a bell, all right? <laughs> Knocking on the door. I just wait till I be seen. Looking like, hey, I'm here. Like, hopefully, you could have just walked around the back, but yeah, I guess first time. Uh, another American, Jeff. Jeff um, said, "What what phrases would you like to see retired?" I'll start. Uh, he said, "Like, let's go, let's fucking go, like a football, like a chant, mm-hmm. or broke the internet." You know, when people go, "Oh, it broke, oh, the, broke internet. the internet." Yeah, like, is there anything like that? You a would phrase like that see? I'd like to see go. Uh, there was one phrase that got on my nerves that Danielle said the other day. And it was one of those words where I'm, I don't know if it was true or not. So I don't, I can't remember it, but like there's certain things that get said that have no place in this world. I don't know what they are though. Well, it's, it's, it's you know, it's a hard one because I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I think a lot of people like my mum, sometimes I sit and watch TV with my mum. And what I do is purposely everybody that comes on the TV, I would say like maybe four in every five people that come on the drama or the documentary, whatever she's where I would just sit there and go, look at this fucking nonce. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum would go, David, will you stop calling people pedophiles? Like, but they look like a fucking nonce, mum. So um, ultimately there are things that really get on my nerves with people saying, but you know, you can always call someone a nonce. That's what I'm saying. It'll never get old. It'll never get old. And I like just, just don't be a nonce. Do you know what I mean? It's subtle. Subtle. It's, it's straight to the point. You know what I mean? You're a nonce. You yeah. fiddle with kids. You're bloody you know, fucking. Like, yeah, you're a football coach now, you little nonce. <laughs> no, no, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's bad. <laughs> We're going to have a break here. You're not going to hear any adverts because I didn't sign up for that shit. I saved myself from earning £1.25 so you didn't have to hear adverts. So you should thank me for that. Um, so we'll just <laughs> we'll just run straight through. I just want to take a, a minute for the, for the break instead of an advert of just uh, raising some awareness for, for mental health. Um, it's obviously a very uh, strange time as people keep saying on the news it's unprecedented times and all that and I mean doesn't even mean that you were struggling beforehand but you might be struggling now Um, if you are struggling and you feel like you're in crisis and you feel like you uh, are really thinking about ending your life there are some lines for you you've got the Samaritans uh, if you're in crisis there are a 24 hour line which is 116123 or of course 999 I've actually called the Samaritans myself when I was suicidal um, and if a big man like me who's cocky and um, tries to make people laugh and calls everyone that comes on the TV a nonce can sink that low and have to reach out that, doesn't, that means that you can too and there's nothing wrong with that it's completely fine we have uh, there's two Charities as well, Mind and Calm, both that I've done uh, awareness for. Now, they they work kind of in cahoots with each other. So Mind has a hotline that you can call uh, between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And that is 0300-123-3393. And again, that is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you have the Calm Zone, which kicks off at 5 p.m. till midnight. And that is 0800-585858. And you can call these lines again if you're in crisis, but also if you just want to talk about mental health problems, uh, where you can get help near you, treatment options, etc., etc. So if you are struggling, you're not alone. Also, um, I do something called David's Coffee Club. If you would like to, um, if you'd like to reach out uh, to me on Instagram, and we have a coffee over video chat just to talk. Don't have to be about mental health; could be about anything. Uh, that is always an option for anybody listening. Um, and thank you.
shit from the internet. So, Alex, random shit from the internet. What we what have we got today? What have you found us to talk about? Well, I think first of all, I would just like to congratulate myself on pressing the right button. <laughs> I was literally sitting there thinking, he's so gonna fuck this up right now because he's in the zone, he's just dazing. Just, yeah, I was just sitting here and I was like, I might find your coffee club because you said you could talk about anything. I was yeah. like, I That's an open yeah, door yeah, no, to be fair. It, please don't, don't uh, Alex, that doesn't go for you. you. You're banned from the coffee club. Like, my coffee club is really good for the next three weeks. Uh, yeah, we have, um, we have loads of nice stuff. Um, I think first up is uh, we've got a couple of confessions. So uh, this is uh, on the internet, from the internet, made by the internet. This person says, took my cat to the vet because I was concerned about some lumps I found on him. Paid £32 to have a vet tell me that my cat did indeed have nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine being this stupid. Hang on a second. Like, I'm not a massive cat fan. And I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't have known that cats had nipples. Everything's got nipples, man. I mean, a female cat, when it's like, obviously had kittens. Yeah. I can understand that. Well, it was a female cat. I don't think male cats have nipples. Do they? I think men... So hang on. I think human men, men like me and you, only have nipples because when we're a fetus and we haven't, they haven't quite decided the sex, the nipples grow first. Okay. Right. So could be wrong. Why is a cat? I mean, I'm not a scientist. But why is a cat not the same then? I don't know. Okay, so if you had a male cat that had nipples that you thought were lumps, and you went to the vets, would you say that person's stupid? No. Well, see, I actually have I have a friend that took her dog, her first dog, took her dog to the vet um, because she thought the dog was dying, but it just turns out it was just smeg around the penis. That's so she disgusting. paid, yeah, yeah. So she paid for a vet, and then it was like, no, smeg. The, uh, Which is smeg is just disgusting. Yeah, but on a I don't get it because I'm clean and uh, and circumcised. But if you have foreskin out there, Ditches. you're disgusting. You 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 are. Look at yourself now in the mirror. Oh, hang on, you're I... driving now and you got foreskin. It's disgusting. Yeah, but that's only if they don't clean it. Yeah, but it looks horrible. Well, I ain't looking for no foreskin. I've seen many a dick in my time. I bet you have. Yeah. But like, you know, it is what it is, right? But yeah, if I mean Alex has got an answer. Just just on the nipple front, right? Like, all male mammals have nipples, just in case there are any scientists listening. So, but was the cat he took to the vet a male cat or a fe- or a female cat? Um, either way, he's an idiot. No, because either if, way he's an idiot. If he was a female cat, he's an idiot. If it's a male cat, that you could have an argument where I wouldn't have thought they had nipples. What do they need them for? I think I think the big problem here is is that he didn't notice that they might be nipples and thought instead that they were like 12 tumours on his cat. Okay, he's a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're not just two as well. It's not just one. <laughs> yeah. They, these are in, in symmetry, kind of parallel fucking nips. I just like the way the vet charged him. Like, I'm charging you for being a dickhead. Yeah. Alex, what we got next? Sweet. Uh, next up is a, another confession. I have no annual leave at work, so I've told them that I have a cocaine problem. Have been given several paid weeks off and have to have had to agree to regular random drug tests for the next twelve months, which gets me more days off. I've never taken drugs. So this wow. geezer has just lied. He's to get time off work. Said I've got a cocaine problem. Now he's having drug tests, which he's obviously passing, and he's his worker thinking, "Oh man, you're doing well great. Done. You're doing so good. What a, <laughs> what a wanker." Don't make 
great manager because they'll see him and they'll be like, he, he came clean. He cleaned himself up. We helped him. Do you think that's? Do you think that's like a company going? We have to support our staff. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like we don't want to see like, oh, you're a crackhead. Fuck off. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like if he if they sack him for having a cocaine problem and then he goes and like gets himself into some like cocaine overdose, you know, is it their fault though? Mm, they ain't helped, have they? Nah. I mean, uh, this is this is a problem. Like, there's got to be some sort of line where if I employ someone and they say, "Hey, man, I can't come to work today," I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Because I got a cocaine problem." Best you stay at home indefinitely, then, because I ain't employing no crackhead. Simple. Like, I wouldn't sit there and say, "That's all right." We'll pay for you to get clean. Somebody I know used to say uh, uh, her favorite catchphrase was calling everyone a crackhead. Just like, oh, you're a crackhead, crackhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she said that her boss one day, day would turn around and say, I'm an ex-crackhead. <laughs> she kept on calling her a crackhead. She's like, oh, don't be a crackhead. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I, it's fair. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, have, have you ever lied to get yourself out of work like that? Yeah. What's the worst lie? Can you think of one? The worst lie... <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've said people have like passed away. I can't come, man. I gotta go to funeral with that. Well, yeah. as long as it ain't like your fucking mum. They would never. Do, do you mean yeah? Exactly. I think if you say, "Oh, my uncle," that the fucking my dad died a lot. Your dad died a lot. <laughs> I don't have a great relationship with him. To be yeah, to be fair. So yeah, there's a couple of times where it's like, yeah, my dad's not yeah. my man. I gotta go. Like my my best friend had a brain tumor once. That was a that was something I, yeah, I, I see, said. The thing is, out. I love my best friend. I, love I don't know mom. where it came from. I love my sisters. Not too fussed about my dad. But that person can be a made up person. That's the hardest thing, though. I think it. I think you almost got to sell it to yourself first before you can sell it to someone else. So you often draw to someone or something you know. Because if you have to invoke a tear, you have to be a seriously good actor to made up a character that's now passing away, and you got to feel some feelings for that bastard. Yeah, but I could, I could, I could sell ice to the Eskimos. Go on then. Huh? Convince me. Convince me. Con- tell me what, what, what am I convincing? Just anything. You just want to get out of work. This okay. is your job. You need to do okay. this job. I need you here at this time. If you're late, you're done. But you no way you're going to make it. You're too far away. You're definitely not going to make it. So you have to get out of it. Your boss? Yes. <laughs> I know. I sound like I was about to order some chicken wings you in did, London. Actually, boss what man, you want, you give want? me, give me a six wings and chips in it. Your boss man. <laughs> yeah. Hello. All right, Kent, mate. All right. Oh, I can't come in today. Why? I've just. No, put the fucking cat down, mate. I'm put really... it down. Sorry, what are you saying? You come in to work. I've got that big just, job tomorrow. Yeah. I need you there at six in the morning. I, I, mate, I just... <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know how to say this, but I just found out my cat has nipples and I didn't know that. Listen, you and, dumb fuck. And, All cats have... Listen, why are you calling me? Why are you calling me right I now? I just... I just... I am busy. I'm going through a lot emotionally. Right. I'm going through a lot emotionally right now. And, and I just... I mean... <laughs> There's six of them, and I was freaked out. Took him to the vet. Sally, Sally, fire this dickhead. <laughs> get me a new replacement. Nah, right. you're just not buying it because you, you. Do you know what? That was some good Listen, acting, man. That was terrible. Real story. <laughs> real story. So I used to be a contracts manager when I was in London. Uh, it's for a cleaning firm. So like, I had to deal with 400 and odd staff, like cleaning staff at different uh, colleges and schools and yeah. stuff. So like, we would have so many cleaners doing different cleaning jobs at different times, sometimes early in the morning, late at night. Anyway, I had this contract and the cleaner was like, oh, I'm not not, not feeling well. I said, did you die? 
are you dead? You're calling me now. You start working an hour. Best you get there. Like, and I was like ruthless at them times. I didn't give a shit. I was a real arsehole. Not going to lie. And I remember going ham on this woman. I was like, you better get to work or don't have a fucking job. Mm. Proper dickhead. Anyway, I get a phone call. It's her daughter. And I'm like, hello. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry, boss. I, I know I know. my mum has, hasn't told you, but she was too scared. I was like, too scared for what? Like, you can tell me you're ill. Give me more notice next time. Like, I, you know, so I can get a replacement. She goes, well, she's just had chemo. and She's not feeling great. Oh, Ted. You're a dickhead, isn't it? Absolute dickhead. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Ah, oh, man. And it wasn't like she was... And the thing is, she was a sweet old lady. She wasn't even like a piss taker. And I was just so ruthless. And at that moment, I was like, ah, oh, she could have said... She said, yeah, but she didn't want to because she knew you'd react like this. Well, you know, if that's more proof that you need, this man is a prick. Ah, uh, I'm not that guy anymore. Mm, I was definitely I that guy in that. London, bruv. We're talking, shut up. In London. Well, in London. He didn't even come from London. There's no underground system there. Shut fucking, up, you fucking not. So it's, it, you know, he keeps saying, in London, is London. Fucking trams and, do you know what I mean? Like and what? Peckham. <laughs> Whoa, hey, be careful. What? Be careful. What am I going to do? What? What are you going to do Don't about let the man them come up and hear oh, you Peckham. talk about Peckham, bruv. Do you know what? If you're from Peckham, get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see you come from fucking Wolverstone and come down to my end and say I'd that know, shit. I'd never go to Peckham and say that, no. I, I don't know. I reckon Peckham's quite hipster now. It's like Brixton. Yeah, like... Eh, still got some... Still, yeah, same with Wolverstone. Like, still got some shade. Like, Wolverstone's like proper, like, hipster now. Like, it's got lots of, like, vegan, organic coffee shops and all the pubs don't show sport anymore and they're, like, you know, like, craft owls and all this bollocks. And then every now and then, like, somebody gets stabbed. I'm like, that's the Wolverstone I know. That's, right. that's what, you that's what I want for. Yeah. yeah but you know um, it, it, <laughs> I feel really bad now to be fair I had a conversation I went down to London last week uh, for my friend's 40th birthday and we had a conversation and he was like well you've been in Norwich now for like nearly 10 years like when do you stop saying you're from London because yeah. let's be honest you well, know, you grew up somewhere. That's where you're from, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's where, you're where you're from. from. But it's like you're not saying you live in London. You're not saying, but you, oh, you all, I will always be from London wherever I yeah. move around the world. I agree. But then, where did you get so far? Where you introduce someone that doesn't know you, doesn't know your past from London, and they say, "Where are you from?" Do you say, oh, "I'm from Norwich"? Like we're in a neutral place. No, no. You, you know, no, I would say. I'm from London, but live in Norwich. Because he was just trying to rip me, saying I'm a country boy now, and I don't, I can't even, I can't even use the name London no more. Well, my friends call me posh. They say I don't you sound cockney. Posh? Or you ain't cockney either. You have moments. Go on. What? You look at me like no, 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 I'm not. I'm just, I, I get quite annoyed. But like, I used to be really cockney. No, I'm not. No, don't welcome me. I ain't coming into your little. I'm not coming no, into no, your posh no. boy club. Yeah, yeah, listen, you're so far removed from us two. That's why you're over there. <laughs> well, he was born in West London. Which he was born in. But this is what I'm saying. Okay, but yeah, but how long? How long have you got to live somewhere? As long as he has, because he. Oh, you wouldn't say no, he was How from long West did London? you live in West London? So I was seven. Seven, and then and you I moved to there from eighteen to twenty-three. Right, but then Hang from on, seven, so you lived in London from from till from, the age of twenty three. No, no, no. He lived in in West London till he's seven. Then he moved to Norfolk, and then he moved back down there for like four years as an early adult. So most of your childhood was in Norfolk. Exactly. So you're more Norfolk than you are London. Yeah. 
I like to think of myself as from Essex and just <laughs> shut up. Suffolk. <laughs> shut up. Right, I think that's about all we've got time for in that section. Um, we've got one more section to go now, and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm hoping it comes out as good as I, I, I think it will. This is playing in, in your head. Let's see. Um, and uh, it's time for this. that you never watch because you're not cool enough. Films that you should have watched that you never watch because you ain't cool enough. Um, that's what we're calling this section. And um, every few weeks, we'll, we'll just chuck it in there. We've got a few more things lined up for you. But today, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down a film um, for you. I, I did it with Rocky on back on David Alfie board, and everyone was like, "I love that." And they all asked for requests, and and I thought, well. I'm not going to listen to any of your requests, people that ask, because I'm just going to do a film that reminds me of me because it's fucking cool, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, so I'm breaking down um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, and I'm, I'm breaking this down because one, it's got a fucking awesome soundtrack, and mainly because me and the main guy, Star-Lord, or as I'm going to be calling him for the, uh, for the, the, the rest of this breakdown, Star-Dord, after me. Why Star-Dord? Because uh, my my initials David Alfie Ward Door, uh, Star Dord. So you, the infatuation of well, no, I'm your, not infatuated with him. I'm just saying that do everyone. You see yourself as people a say rat? no. People no. I don't see myself as Chris. People say to me often. They come up to me and they say, "You remind me of Chris Pratt when he was in Parks and Recreation." <laughs> <laughs> now, for those who don't know. Chris Pratt was... Listen, hang on. If you don't know, Google Chris Pratt, Parks and Recreation. It is and then Google, Ward and then Google, Google Chris Pratt now. And it's, a, it's kind of a different person. Um, but I will, you know, when people say, yeah, you remind me of Chris Pratt, I think, oh yeah, I am Star-Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, they yeah, yeah. But he was fat. He was fat in that. And he's yeah. like, so basically you, you're a fat Pratt. That's you're a fat Pratt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film, right? It, me and him got a lot of similarities, and uh, it's just and do you know what? It, it, op- it opens up with one of the greatest scenes, and that's why I, I love this film. And uh, one, one of the very early scenes is is Chris Pratt, our main guy, uh, just landing on a planet and dancing along to this song. songs of all time because it makes me feel happy I, uh, no matter where I am what mindset I'm in I usually listen to it getting off planes when I'm touring so it's kind of sets the it sets my sets when I'm getting off a plane I've been on a plane for 10 hours I'm about to go and do a show in like fucking Kuala Lumpur or whatever yeah. and I'm like just listen to this I'm like come and get you I'm on one of them travelators just like and that's why it reminds me of that because in the film you, he's I, just sliding around I bet you're literally on the, the flat yeah, there's travel yeah. Where you're just sitting there like you're gliding through the airport. 100, 100, I'm, I'm like dancing. I'm like, so that's what's great about this film because that's he's playing that song on his, on his Walkman in his head and he's like kicking like space rats and he's like chucking them up. He's using them as microphones and then he, he kind of grabs this orb from this planet. Then some bad guys turn up, he shoots them and he runs off and then he like fucking flies his um, ship away. 
And then there's like some girl in this. She, he's like, what the fuck are you? And he's like, I completely forgot I was there. Oh, just on a quick side note, Chris Pratt and his heaviest weighed almost 300 pounds. Yeah, what's that in stone? That's like 21, 21. Well, that is heavier than me. That's... Yeah, but he is taller than you. Why do you have to? I mean, yeah, he is. I think, how tall is Chris Pratt? Um, muscle weighs more than fat, just put that out there. Um, <laughs> he ain't got no muscle. <laughs> well, what do you mean? My legs and my arms are very muscly. Your toe might be muscly. That's about it, no, mate. No, my, my legs, honestly. I bought some of those running leggings this week. Yeah. And uh, and they're extra large, which is my size in like t-shirts. They're t- too small for my my legs. <laughs> you bought extra large because it's the size of your t-shirts. I just thought that's what I am. I'm extra large. <laughs> One meter eighty-eight. What's that like? Six four. That's, that's yeah, quite tall. That is quite tall. I'm six, I'm, six, three, six, I'm one four. one meter eighty. Yeah. So he's eight centimeters taller than me. That's quite a lot. Anyway, it, anyway. irrelevant because he, me and him are very very similar. There's a girl on a spaceship. He forgot that she's there and he's like, yeah, what well, lad, she's wearing like his t-shirt. And I'm like, I've up been in this situation. I've never been in that situation. I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd forgotten that I'd shagged a girl. Like, oh, no, 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 oh, no. I, I never forget. I'm usually there like bragging or trying to forget, but never. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so we, we, we then go down to a planet and we meet kind of, we meet a, a, tr- a talking tree. We, uh, hang on, we, you've put yourself in, in character. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You are me, him. Yeah, I am him. Right, so right. we're down on a planet. Star Dord is down on this planet because he's got this this orb thing, this infinity stone he's trying to sell. We meet a green girl. We meet Ronan, who's a, who's, who's bad, the bad guy. He's blue and he's an arsehole. And then there's a green girl and there's a talking tree and there's a talking raccoon, right? And then they hang all on. start fighting. I love how you've literally disregarded every other character in this film. Don't even say their name because it's all about you and Stardot. 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 Yeah, so you're right. Even you I are said correct. It. <laughs> and then they all fight and get arrested, end up in some prison. They escape the prison by stealing somebody's prosthetic leg. There's a there's a guy in a prison that looks like Tracy Chapman. That's all I really remember from that, that section. And then <laughs> now they've got their orb and they're in their spaceship and they're like, right, let's go sell this. And then go to the head of nowhere now the head of nowhere is an old god's head a big head um where they've carved out the brain and they've made like a it's so, so big that they've made like a there's a there's a civilization so, living in so this we're head. talking like x-men cyclops like kind the big, of kind of yeah big, so it was an old old, old god, yeah okay so they so it's called the head of nowhere so they're in there and um they're all like gambling now. They're trying to sell the orb. He's trying to fuck the, the green girl. And it's, it, all, all that stuff is, is happening here. And then we've got some, we meet some steroid guy. Well, some steroid guy escapes the prison with them. So he's there with them now. And all he wants to do is fight Ronan. All right. Hang on, hang on. The s- steroid guy? Who the fuck's the steroid guy? There's a steroid guy that was in prison and then they escape prison. And as they're flying into the head of nowhere, you hear, you hear uh, this song. And, um, which is which is a classic David Bowie song. They're flying into the head. Steroids there. We don't know why steroids there. He's weird. And and, and then we're we're um we're there. And the Green Girl and Star Lord go off. Star Lord go off, and he's trying to fuck her. And um the rest of the getting drunk and gambling. And then they start fighting. And the steroid guy goes off somewhere, and he's like, he wants Ronan, right, the bad guy. Because Ronan killed his wife and kid. So he's like, I'm going to avenge my wife and kid. Right. I'm going to kill up Ronan. So then he sneaks off to some like guy on a computer, holds a knife to his throat, and he's, he says, uh, he says, send a message to Ronan for me. That I'm here and I'm willing to fight. Right. Right? Giving up their location. Now, this is a, this is a world exclusive, by the way. 
because in the film you don't see what the message is next scene you just see Ronan turning up right so I was like I want to know what that message was so I did some digging did some emails this week and I found the message that he wired across and it was this this goes out to you Ronan you big blue boys on bastard I'm here in the head of nowhere I'm ready to have fight on a pin drop come and fight me you shite in the bucket junkies bastard I'll take the fucking shot off your back so he sent that to Ronan Ronan's turned up like no man's gonna talk to me hang like on, that hang on is steroid steroid guy actually Irish listen I don't know the facts here <laughs> Yeah, I was just asked, I, I emailed James Gunn and we go way back, me and James. And I said, what was the message that, that steroid sent? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he just sent me that back. So I was like, oh, fair enough. Right? That makes sense. All right. Okay. Yeah. Next thing you know, Ronan gutties them up, right? Beats them up, takes the Infinity Stone. Now Ronan's got the Infinity Stone. He's unstoppable. They're all like, let's run away to the other end of the galaxy. And then Star Dord, because he's like the fucking hero and he's gorgeous, said, no, let's fight. I ain't, I ain't going. They're like, well, you, you, what you're asking us to do by fighting him is dying. And then they all stand up. They're all like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to fight alongside my friends. So they all stand up, do the brave thing. Yeah. Camaraderie. They board his ship. They try and shoot him up. They, they get chucked out of his ship. They're going to crash. And then the tree turns into a big wicker basket. <laughs> what? The tree? The tree. Where did the tree come from? The talking tree. The talking tree. No, no, they, they, all, they all board his ship. And then there's a tree and he's got a big wicker. He turns, like they're going to crash. And they're like, oh no, what we're going to do? We're going to die. And then he's like, <laughs> he just makes this huge wicker basket around them. And then they crash and he, the tree dies, but they survive. Right. Which I always thought, I'm going to write off to like, uh, some airlines and be like instead of putting life jackets why don't you just put little wicker baskets you know one 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 person's yeah. so if the plane is crashing or you sit in that one, an inflatable wicker basket no you How's don't no no work? no this is what I'm saying but they just chucked out of a fucking spaceship surrounded by a wicker basket and survived so all I'm saying if you're going to jump out of a plane <laughs> sit, a in a, sit in a wicker basket and you'll be fine <laughs> right? you need a big one no exactly just an individual or everyone, everyone's got a little wicker basket a little wicker pod yeah you know, like the little ones they used to hand around in church before church got like... Yeah, it's, like it's a little <laughs> hanging basket. That's right. The they used to hand out little wicker baskets you put your money in and then Mandem started robbing it. So they, they put this anti-thief. <laughs> it's way better. It'll save the airlines a lot of money, actually. Um, just make sure that people bring a wicker basket. So you've got a passport anyway. Right. Yeah, that's no, that's that's, as, as that's Ryanair kind of stuff. You've got to bring your own wicker basket. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So they're, they're now down on Earth. Uh, or it's not Earth, it's, it's some planet. And um, Ronan's there with the Infinity Stone. What are they going to do? He's got it on some kind of shovel and um, he's going to just kill them. And then uh, and then this song starts to play. Well, actually, Stardust starts to sing it and uh, to try and... Don't sing it. Well, because I am Stardust, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like... So he's trying to distract Ronan. Things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things are get brighter. Why are you taking it so serious? Your eyes are closing. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, stop laughing. And break it down right now. I can, I can literally. I know one hundred percent. You've been in your mirror 
doing that song. I, I sing most songs. I, I, I'm a big fan of country music, actually. I'll sing, I'll sing any country song. There's actually my, my favourite, this is going completely off topic, but my, my favourite country artist came out with two new songs this week. And all I've been doing is listening to him on repeat so I know all the words. That's okay, I've listened to Taylor Swift as well. No, it's not Taylor Swift. His name's Luke Combs. <laughs> anyway, they fight Ronan. Uh, they, they, they distract him with the singing. Ooh, child. They shoot the Infinity Stone out of his shovel. And then it goes to drop on the floor, but it can't hit the floor. So Star-Lord, Star-Dord, being the heroic, beautiful person he is, jumps and he catches it. And it should be tearing him apart because it's an infinity, it's a raw infinity stone in his hand. It can't, no mortal can have this, right? right. And then the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they all hold hands and then the power goes through them all. So they're all kind of like bearing a bit of the brunt. Right. And Ronan says, how can you do that? You're immortal. And he says, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, bro. And then he like opens up his palm, obliterates Ronan, the, the pussy hole. Right. And then, um, and then, you know, they lock it in a, in their little capsule. And then it turns out actually all along, he could only hold it because he is not fully mortal. He's half God. So there's so many, it's just gone full circle. Like looking like me being half God, um, you know, like having a great voice, having the uh, girls, having the girls, right. it's full circle. And that's why you should, if you haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy, you should, you should watch it. Because it reminds you of you. Ooh, child, things are gonna <laughs> get easier. Uh, you know, um, being Irish doesn't make you a god. Well, it makes me an EU citizen, uh, which makes is is better than being a, 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 UK, a, citizen. a UK citizen. So, <laughs> pretty, it's closer. <laughs> He's one step closer, I think. And that's everything for this week. First episode of Has It Come to This. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you check us out on Instagram at Has It Come to This Pod. You can follow me on David Alfie Ward. You are the HC boss. Yeah, but don't follow the HC boss because no? it's a private account. If I don't know you, I'm not excited. Okay, don't don't follow the HC. Well, let's we just not do that then. No, do it. That's fine. That's what it is. All right, it is what I, it is. to be fair, I got like forty requests. What? Yeah, forty requests after we done the 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 Instagram page. Oh, I got forty requests. I was like, I don't know anyone. Oh, there you go. That's very nice, though. The people it is very nice. People want to be in your. Like, they like your drawings as well. Yeah, this? my that's art page. He said to me last week when he was putting this up, he said, "Oh, you owe me four hundred pound." And there was a legit part. I was like, "Shit!" I shit myself. <laughs> I was like, "Huh? huh? You gonna have them back?" <laughs> good one bro (laughs) (laughs) jokes but seriously um, follow uh, our Instagram at as it at has it come to this no that's not it it's has it podcast that's it we need to change that name I don't like that no well it's the best we could come up with really we might just do it as as, uh, Cabin Fever Studios obviously I'm on David Alfie Ward on Instagram and Twitter as well Alex you want to plug anything no, no, that's no, it. Alex and um, thank but- you so much. Is if you're still listening at this stage, um, do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm playing with my left nipple. You'll never see that, but because the cameras are off. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Good night. God bless. Um, and yeah, please uh, share, like, subscribe the podcast, rate it. Please rate it so much because because it's a new podcast this week. It will be obviously brand new in terms of like no ratings or anything like that. So if you like it, please give us a, a four or five star. You give me a three star review, I'm going to come for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send us some messages. Uh, you can even email us at has it come to no has it podcast at gmail.com. You got to get out. Right. We got to change that name. I don't know. We'll work it out. Anyway, thank you so much. Peace.